right, sunny Mondays, sunny Mondays. Nice sunny Mondays. Yep. Not too cold outside either. Mm-mm. It's one of our nicer days in February so far. All right. All right, um, I think I'm leveled. <laughs> I don't know about level-headed, but I'm leveled. <laughs> well, well, something's leveled. Yeah, yeah. Thank the nigger. All right. Well, I guess that's our test. And yeah. here's our intro. Welcome to the Parental Movie, Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. I'm off to a great stop already. <laughs> a great stop. Yep. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> um, I'm your clumsy host, Jeff Hall, and with me, most notably always, Patrick Terry. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> today we've got an episode. Okay. <laughs> Of sorts. Um, Definitely Monday morning. <laughs> yeah, and I'm suffering from a competition hangover because we had a Grace and Second dance competition that occurred this weekend, and her duo took first place, and their team took first place amongst many other uh, awards that various different uh, people in the, from the studio won. Awesome. So it's... They cleaned up, to say the least. They did awesome. So that's cool. So yeah, so that kind of took up our weekend. I had a live stream her duo, but I was able to make it to yesterday's. But now I showed up after, I guess Saturday afternoon after work. I showed up. So yeah. um, yesterday, while waiting for them to go on, I stayed out of the hallway and uh, finished watching Doctor Sleep because you know dedicated. Yes. Also, I'd had it for two days and been trying to watch it for two days, and yeah, it's about time it, to take it back. <laughs> it, it was done time to take yeah. it back, but um, but no, I got through it and watched competitions, you know, and then got ready for, and also worked on prepping for the episode. <laughs> Productive. Multitask. Yep, yep, got to multitask. So, um, yeah, and then that's about it. You know, Valentine's came and went. Yeah. That day. Nothing exciting. I mean, worked, came home. Yeah. Uh, kids, you know, had got had their parties, had a good one, and we, um, yeah, Grayson had dance, so Ruth took her to dance and then picked her up and then brought home a pizza. York and I yeah, chilled and then we all ate pizza. Both kids took a bath and then I got Grayson to bed. Ruth fell asleep up <laughs> upstairs and. And I got York to bed and then made sure and then came back up, make sure Grayson was asleep and then yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody was asleep. I tried my uh, first attempt at watching Doctor Sleep. Thirty minutes in, I was like, Yeah. Movie's working. I'm falling asleep. Right. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> not that it tired. was bad, it's just because I was tired yeah. and the movie's called Doctor Sleep. Yeah. That's all. Um we'll get into that in a little bit. And uh yeah, so that you know, super romantic. Yeah. <laughs> so. But that's me, what's with you, man? Um, you know, been sticking to my two day a week for the gym. So I've been, I've done that. Yes. Good job, man. Tuesday, Thursday, this week, Tuesday, Thursday, maybe try to add another day. Okay. Um, I was going to go last night, but you know, it just didn't work out. It happens. Yeah. (laughs) The workout didn't work out. Right. But definitely got to get back to it because this weekend was pizza. Yeah. My daughter's like, I want Pizza Hut. I'm like, all right. Yeah. Like, yeah. She don't have to do much. Okay. I've been craving pizza anyway, so I was like, that's my excuse to get it. Yeah, it's like, all right, twist my arm more. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much 
hit normal work schedule going to the gym i did try doing like a intermittent fasting okay um i think what i ended up doing was like a 16 hour not eating and eating within an eight eight hour window uh-huh and then of course that got reset this weekend right but, um i might try it again this week okay to... it's always hard to do it around a holiday that's revolved around food right yeah Can be like trying sweets to and... yeah and whatnot yeah my Valentine's Day was, you know, work. Yeah. All. But a friend of mine brought me some Hershey Kisses. Okay. So I was like, cool. I kind of made my day. There you go, man. Yeah. That was cool. But um, that's about it for this week. Okay. Um, I guess the last thing kind of, at least uh, non-us talking about movies mm-hmm. related, <laughs> but podcast related, is um, I started a group for our listeners and our followers um, so that they can be more involved. Because I feel like the page is just more for us to just kind of promote what we got going on. Right. I don't... I didn't see it as it really getting people involved. So I'm hoping that by us starting the group, people will want to post more and want to be get kind of get more involved. They can give us... be easier way, I think, to get feedback. Um we can start different threads with, you know, movie-related um, threads where we talk about different things. I think one of the first things I posted was yesterday was something I kind of would like to try and do on Sundays and just call it Suggestion Sunday. Yeah. Where we just have our listeners and our, you know, fans of the page just suggest movies that they think we should watch. And we being the people in the group, not right. just us, but, you know, they think, wow, this is a good movie. I want to let others know about it, and yeah. then, and it could be for just others, you know, other people, but also, I mean, if it's a kid's movie, cool, that too, we're open for anything, right. as long as it's, you know, um, it even could be a TV movie, I mean, whatever kind of format it is, it's fine, but, um, yeah, just, just throw us out your suggestions, I mean. Give us some suggestions, stuff you want us to talk about. Yeah. Or just there, movies to see in general. Yeah, or if there are people like Bruce Lee that, you know, find interesting movies to choose from on a streaming platform right shoot do it yeah well you know like hey um i watched this this movie's crazy we why don't you guys watch it and talk about it and you know get we'd like to hear your yeah yeah why not um so i'm hoping that'll kind of boost things plus you know like i said i want to get our listeners and our followers more involved um with each other, and you know, it's a community, but also with uh, with us as well, so we can kind of find out, so we can, you know, just kind of expand, you know, right? As we look forward, that's kind of one of those things. So, Facebook group, if you aren't part of it, get on it, please. We would love to have you. Oh yeah. So. Join up. Yep. Join up. There you go. What you said. Yep. All right. I uh, believe I went. First, the last time? I don't know. I'm so confused between our special episodes and everything. Yeah, that's all right. Which, if you haven't listened to the Valentine's Day one, it's not an episode you need to listen just for Valentine's. If you like romantic movies or romantic comedies, please listen. Um, with our guest, uh, comedian Laura House, she was amazing and hilarious. And Patrick was there for this one. So, you know, it's definitely worth a listen. Oh, yeah. So, um, and also, even though the Academy Awards have come and gone, I definitely want, you know, want to suggest um, checking out the one with 
um, former Mayor Megan Berry and myself talking about uh, the Academy Awards and which ones we thought should, would win, and why. And then see how well I did because, you know, I had 16, she had six. <laughs> right. <laughs> Not bragging, but. And also, again, congratulations to Cheryl Bonner for winning the for winning the competition. We, uh, Patrick and I are discussing ways to have more contests. We have one lined up for summer. I don't know what we can do for spring, but we know we have one for summer that we've already got lined up, and we're going to work out the details and whatnot so that people can win prizes and stuff. Yeah. So. All right. I think I'm done All <laughs> for <right>. announcements. <laughs> so I watched a couple of movies. I was supposed to watch Sonic this week, but I didn't make it to it, so I had a replacement movie for it. Okay. Uh, which is called You Are Never Really Here, starring Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, my God. It's such a great kids movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was just browsing Prime Video and yep. watched the trailer, and I was like, well, that looks interesting. I'll watch it later, but since I didn't go see Sonic, like, well, I guess you're my movie. <laughs> so, um, <coughs> it also had a title for France called A Beautiful Day. That was the alternate title for France. Okay. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> it's based on a book by the same name by um, Jonathan Ames. Yeah. So, the release window for this movie... Originally, it, it uh, released at the Cannes Film Festival on May 27th of 2017, so it's an older movie. And then later in France, it released on November 18th of that year, and then in the UK, March 9th of 2018, and then here in the US, April 6th of 2018. Uh, it's a 90-minute movie, so it's not, not really that long. Uh, director is Lynn Ramsey, and there was no budget information, but apparently it had a box office of $7.4 million. Uh, as far as starring in the movie, we have uh, Joaquin Phoenix's Joe, uh, Ekaterina Samsonov as Nina Votto, uh, Alex Minette, Senator Albert Votto, John Doman as John Cleary, Judith, Judith Roberts plays Joe's mother, and um, it's basically a psychological action thriller as it's listed on Wikipedia, and it follows Joe who's a traumatized Gulf War veteran, as they put it, uh, who suffered from PTSD from that experience. And also he had an experience as a child where he had an abusive father. And um, he lives with his mother. And it kind of reminded me of his character in, in Joker, Arthur Fleck, who also lives with his mother. And um, they both kind of have some mental issues. To say the least. Yeah. So, so I was, it kind of reminded me of that, you know. Uh, he's troubled, lives with his mom. Arthur Flex troubled, lives with his mom. And mom's also got some issues. Um, let's see. Yeah, she does have issues of her own. Uh, but basically, Joe is a hired gun with an expertise in uh, recovering missing teen girls who are being trafficked. Okay. Uh, he's also known for being very brutal in his approach. To say the least. Right. So for his latest assignment, Joe is hired by Senator... Vato to rescue uh, his daughter after she hasn't returned home. Apparently she has a tendency to run away and this is the first time she hasn't come home. So then he rele receives an anonymous text saying meet at a certain location. Which uh, this place is known for um, trafficking young girls. So he hires Joe to go, you know, handle business. And um, it's, um, it's interesting. 
It is different. It's different. And um, it's very violent. Yes. I mean, he, when he said he's brutal, I, don't, I think that's that, taking it lightly. <laughs> understatement of the year. Yes. Um, but I did enjoy it. I mean, it's dark. It's really dark. <laughs> and um, it's, it's good seeing Joaquin in, in a better physical shape because he's he, 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 he's he big in this yeah, one. He's huge. He's walking around hulking like this. Yeah. Don't mess with me. And then he has flashbacks to his time in war, uh, his time with his dad, who was abusive, and um, he's, he's definitely troubled and <coughs> suicidal. Like, it's just, I guess it was a good showing of how people traumatize what goes on with their, in their mind. And yeah. yet he's still trying to function to be, to rescue these girls who are being trafficked, you know. So he's kind of in between, like, I got my issues, but... I gotta help these people. <laughs> yep. Yeah. But uh, I enjoyed it. I <clears throat> I had seen it. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. I had watched it. Not seen it. I had watched it. I done seen it. I done um, seen it. <laughs> yeah. Done seen it. Uh, yeah, Tennessee. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> no, I watched it. Uh, God, it's been a good minute. Probably six months ago, maybe a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. It's been a while, but I've. I remember watching on Prime also, and oddly enough, while I was doing dishes and yeah, things you do, um, and remembering how just ridiculously brutal that that movie was, and how he's not much of a talker. No, and I mean it's action. It's takes care of business. <laughs> his he expresses he emotes through body language, not really through speaking. Yeah. So it's it's not artsy, but it's. It's you could tell it's an independent film. Yeah. By seeing toward the end where it kind of got a little artsy. Yeah. Yeah. But it is something yeah. <laughs> to put it, um, to put it mildly. And <laughs> but you're but by watching it, you're able to see. You're able to go. I could see why they might. I could see why they picked him for Joker. Yeah. And while we were talking about Joker, I don't even know why this movie didn't pop in my head right away because yeah. of the similarities and and uh, and just how he's played a character that's been tortured you know mentally and is just brutal I mean that's the easiest way yeah so the question now is who do you think would win him or John Wick in a fight da, da, da. sheesh I don't know because they're both brutal in their own kind of way yeah, John Wick's kind of superhuman. You know, getting hit by cars yeah. and still going. So, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> uh, uh, it would be interesting. Yeah, but yeah. um, there was a way. Like I thought it was going to end one way, but then it didn't. Right. I was like, that would have been cool. Does it have anything like that? But I was, you know, it was kind of weird too, because what happened? Nobody was. I don't want to give it away for anybody yeah. who hadn't seen it, but right. there was hardly any reaction to it. So I was like, maybe this is kind of left me wondering kind of like Joker like what really happened and what didn't right so so that was good yeah great uh, so, so move okay. but also don't watch it around if you're planning yeah. on watching it be yeah. sure that there aren't any kids it's definitely it is, not for kids no yeah or kids to walk in on <laughs> sure they're while you're watching or they're out yeah you're by yourself because they don't even know yeah okay sorry um, go ahead they can watch it when they're on their own and Choose for themselves yep. to watch it. <laughs> um, but the movie that I did go see, or actually my daughter and I both went to see this. She, okay. she wanted to see um, 
Fantasy Island. Okay. Uh, of course, it's a movie based on the old TV show by the same name. And um, it was released, obviously, Van, uh, Valentine's Day. Has a runtime of 110 minutes. The director is Jeff Wadlow, uh, who did uh, Kick-Ass 2, and then a movie I hadn't seen, um, Truth or Dare, also produced by Blumhouse. <laughs> I think that was on TV one time, and I just happened to catch like 10 or 15 minutes of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's about what you expect, but yeah. Um, and of course, it's Blumhouse. They, they, they're pretty frugal when it comes to spending money on movies. Right. So it only had a budget of $7 million. It's a horror movie, too. Yeah. They're not going to have a whole lot. Probably most of that's a location. Yeah, it's one location, so it doesn't take much. So, so far, the box office is $21.6 million. Yeah, see? So it's made it back. And then Easily. Um, <clears throat> the cast, we got Michael Pena playing Mr. Rourke. Uh, he's the keeper of the island. You have Lucy Hale as Melanie, who's the disturbed, bullied girl. Uh, we have Maggie Q. That's there's, there's weird. Like, her... I, I, her IMDb has her name, the character name, Elena. Then I looked on Wikipedia has Gwen. I don't remember which name it was. <laughs> that's, that's, that's not important. <laughs> but that's funny. Yeah, she's a businesswoman. Uh, you have Austin Style as Patrick. I'm in this movie somehow. That's somehow. He was a police officer. <laughs> hey, look at that. Um, and then you have stepbrothers, Jimmy O. Yang as, as Brax and uh, Ryan Hansen as J.D. And, um, oh, Ryan Hanson from yeah. Veronica Mars. Oh. So this movie's it, it's a mix. They have it listed as an adventure comedy horror. Which one of those things is it? <laughs> it's literally a mixture. I, don't, I would say it's not really a lot of adventure to it. Um, there's It tries to be funny. Uh, horror elements, of course, with Blumhouse production. Then it also has a splash of Supernatural. Yeah, yeah. So, Which still could fit into the horror category, too. Yeah, true. Um, after winning a contest, a group of five make their way by plane to Fantasy Island with the opportunity to make their fantasies come true, become yeah. reality. Uh, upon arrival, they meet Julia, who's the assistant to the island keeper, uh, Mr. Rourke, uh, who they later meet. And uh, after they meet him, he vaguely explains that the island allows people's fantasies to become reality. And uh, once they start, they must see their fantasies through to its conclusion. Uh, he also mentions that not all fantasies turn out the way you may expect. And uh, some may have deadly consequences. Shocker. Right. And um, also, there's one fantasy per guest. So you can't, like, well, I didn't like that. I'm going to try something else. Just gotcha. One. You got the one. Yeah. One and done. And, um... Uh, it had a very kind of 90s feel to it, especially the stepbrothers, uh, Brax and JD. They're really childish, acting, hey, bro, you know, just yeah. high-fiving all the time. Um, but it was it was mildly entertaining. <laughs> um, kind of felt like I was watching, like back in the 90s, you know, like I Know What You Did Last Summer, Final Destination, that kind of type of, had that kind of vibe going. Yeah, uh, Those were kind of the horror elements. Um, there's a cameo from a Walking Dead actor. I won't say who. Um, the type of contest that they won isn't really revealed. And all five characters kind of have a connection, which they reveal. Okay. And, um, <clears throat> let's see. 
I did, like, I, I couldn't remember what the show was like. I remember the intro with Tattoo saying, the plane, boss, the yeah. plane. That's all I remember. So I watched an episode last night. And was it the one with Sonny Bono? No. Where he I, wanted to be a basketball player? That's mm-hmm. such a good episode. <laughs> Dude, I, seriously, that's one of my favorite ones. Yeah. Um, I wa- it, was, um, it was a game show with these two guys who were friends growing up, businessmen. They started not liking each other. Yeah. They had their eye on the same woman. So they have um, four doors, three prizes, but one door is like the door of death. Yeah. And so basically you just have these different challenges, which they um, actually are successful in. But, um, I mean, it kind of follows the concept of the, sh- of the, of the show. It's so, like you come here, you have your fantasy. It's not going to necessarily go how you think it's going to go. But um, Mr. Work can't interfere. You know, you have to, whatever happens is what, what happens. Um <clears throat> So it does follow the concept. Um, I think with this movie, if you if you kind of look at it as a comedy, like maybe an unintentional comedy, maybe you can have some fun with it. Right. I mean, I didn't like it, but it just seemed like there was different different tones in it that didn't actually match. Mixed uh, bag. Yeah. Yeah, because like got your. They just stuck with okay, so. Fantasy Island, you have your fantasy. Maybe there's a lesson you learn at the end. Yeah. You see to me. And then the different element of the horror, it kind of throws things off a little bit. But it's mildly entertaining okay. overall. It kind of loses its, loses its focus toward the end. Okay. And then, but it, it's, it's cool. It's all right, movie. Because I've thought about going to see that. I'm like, I don't know. Maybe I might actually like it. I don't know. I like the show a lot. Yeah. Because um, I would catch on our reruns too. Mm. So, I, yeah, I don't know. I've got so many other movies to get caught up on, so... Yeah, I mean, I'd say it would be worth a rental. Okay. You know, doing it that Red way. I don't think you'd necessarily have to check it out in the movies. Gotcha. Um, it definitely felt like it could have came out in, like, 97, 98, and it would have fit perfect. Okay. <laughs> but it, it, it's, it's it's interesting. kind of falls apart at the end. Uh, the cast, I guess they kind of have a little chemistry, but... Kind of just goes through the motions, so... Yeah. And then how they show how they're connected just seemed like, oh, it's kind of out of nowhere. It's like, okay, okay, cool. <laughs> it was like, oh, this would be a novel idea. Let's put this, we're going to rewrite it. We're going to do a couple of rewrites. We'll get back to you. Right. Um, that probably would have helped a little. <coughs> but um, I also want to do like, um, you know, I did uh, review Birds of Prey yeah. last week. Yep. So um, I know you haven't seen it yet. Yeah, hopefully this week. We'll but um, I noticed that WB changed the title from uh, Birds of Prey and the yeah, that yeah. long title. Now it's, it's Harley Quinn colon Birds of Prey. So huh. I felt like, oh, people aren't watching because the title's <clears throat> too long. So we'll change the title. It's like, no, no. That <laughs> title, I mean, they might as well just call it Harley Quinn and just yeah. left it at that. Or uh, just say Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey. That's all you... Yeah. It's, you ain't had to do Cohen, just Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey. That's it. It's one simple title. Um, but like two cents on a suggestion of what may have made it better for me. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, they had a good setup. Harley Quinn breaks up from the Joker. So now everybody that's yeah. ever wanted to get back at her, they can do it. And so she's basically having to run from them. And then maybe you have like a love interest, <coughs> somebody that was interested in her. It's like, ooh. Joker's out of picture now. I can yeah move in, and so during these encounters, he kind of helps her. 
So she kind of migrates to him. Right. And then, of course, it's Harry Quinn. By the end of the movie, it's like, I see what you did there, by the way. (laughs) The bird reference, I like that. Migrates. Sorry, go ahead. (laughs) And uh, I'm like, I appreciate what you've done. You're great, but you're not my pudding. Right. And just have that swerve at the end. You know. Did somebody say pudding pop? (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, that would have been more interesting. Oh, Mr. (laughs) B. Sorry, sorry, sorry. (laughs) But, yeah. I think if they had done that, you know, you probably could have left the birds of prey out. And right, just, just done it so well. Yeah, just focus on Harley Quinn not having protection, running away from his people, trying to get her. Yeah. And then she teams up with someone that's, that likes her. She knows he likes her, so she uses that as her advantage to yeah. stay safe. Then at the end, she swerves him at the end. It's like, eh, I appreciate it, but nah. I'm good. Yeah. 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 Okay. Interesting. <laughs> well... I guess after you see, you can tell me. If yeah, I can. I can kind of give you better. Um, maybe I can get permission to go see it tonight. And by that, you know, basically without Ruth, because she wants to go see it. So I try and wait. Yeah. But it might be one of those. Well, that's fine. Go see it as long as we still go see it together. Kind of like Endgame. Because I had to go see Endgame because I knew York would freaking spoil it if he didn't. Right. <laughs> So, Daddy, I got to tell you what happened. It's not a spoiler, but, and then it continues with spoiling it. <laughs> yeah, like so, this part, this, part in, uh, this part in Force Awakens, you know the part where Han Solo died? Dude! Like, what? <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> Thanks, ass. You know. Yeah, certain movies, you just don't want spoilers, but it just kind of and he And God bless him, he doesn't mean to, but he just yeah. doesn't understand what is and what isn't, you know, classifies. Because he's nine. <laughs> and I guess he was spoiling it when he was seven and eight. But anyways, you just have to kind of head him off of the path. <laughs> just be like, all right, well, if you're going to go see this, then I need to go to. And then that way you don't ruin it for everybody else. Right. It's like, did you like it? Yes or no? That's yeah, all I that's know. all I need to hear. So. <laughs> um, all right. So I took, I surprised Grayson, uh, picked her up for preschool Thursday. And we didn't have any, shockingly, we had nothing going on during the week that we had everything going on. <laughs> we had a, we had at least one day where we didn't have anything going on. And um, so Thursday I took her to go see Doolittle, although formally titled Dr. Doolittle, right. or The Voyages of Dr. Doolittle, but they thought the title was too long. Shocker. Universal, not WB. So. Uh, okay. <clears throat> So they uh, they shortened it to just do it all. Um, I knew what I was getting myself into. I knew Grayson would probably enjoy it. Yeah. She hadn't really said that she wanted to, but I don't think she really had seen a whole lot of commercials about it. Right. I knew York would not be interested. Um, I didn't see that as being his kind of movie. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, I thought I'd be safe taking her, just her, and then just telling him the funny parts in the movie so he wouldn't have to go see it right <laughs> oh this is what you missed all right you good yeah all right cool so grayson was very excited uh talking animals and everything so 30 seconds into the movie she says daddy when the animals gonna start talking i'm like well they're you gotta give it time all right it seriously just started yeah voiceover narration and all that so yeah this movie's a good, this movie's for kids, obviously. Okay. We wouldn't get it at all. It's not for us. 
Not that we wouldn't get it, it's just we wouldn't enjoy it. Okay. It's not a family movie. So for me, a kid's movie is a, is a movie for kids, like made for kids to enjoy, not for parents. Yeah, we just kind of... We just have to be there. It. We just take it. We chaperone. Keep We're just of, there for chaperone. Keep them out of trouble. Yep. <laughs> a family movie is a movie that's for everybody, for, for parents and for kids. Yeah. And generally, usually like kids of all ages. Now, for me... Yeah, this was rough, to say the least. Let me so, well, let me tell you why, okay? So it's directed by Stephen Gingham, who you know even though you don't know you know him. So before this, he directed Matthew McConaughey's movie Gold. Um, that came out four years ago, I guess now. He directed Syriana <laughs> with uh, George Clooney and Matt Damon. It's, oh, that's a, that's a good one. That's from 05, I think. Okay. Um, but he he's most notably known for writing for his screenplays. Okay. Um, let's see. He wrote Syriana, Havoc, uh, The Alamo, <laughs> uh, Traffic, which is still hands down one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. Um, back in 2000. I think he won an Academy Award for Traffic, actually. I know he was nominated, but I feel fairly certain he won. Um, Rules of Engagement with Timothy Hutton and Samuel L. Jackson uh, and then some TV <laughs> but most people know him for Syriana and for Traffic um, so as you can see all fairly serious dramas right. and here he is a co-writer and director for a kids movie mm-hmm. I mean not made a kid's movie. Um, he can direct action, obviously, because he's directed a lot of movies with good action in it. Right. However, that's action for adults, not action for kids. It's True. a different style yeah. and a different sort of tone. So, as most people know, Dr. Doolittle is a physician who can talk to animals and they can he can understand them, they can understand him. But nobody else can. Right. They just sound like regular animal noises. So, in the movie, um, basically after his wife's death, uh, basically Doolittle decides to be reclusive. He hides in his house um, away from the world. But uh, he ends up having to, the queen gets sick, Mm -hmm. so she calls on him. Or he's been summoned to basically go and help find this magical tree, more or less, that's hidden somewhere that can help. It has like some sort of fruit that can bring her, you know, that can cure her, more or less. Okay. So, <coughs> so he has to take a journey to a mysterious island to find a healing tree, which is the only medicine that can help the dying queen, uh, Victoria, in Buckingham Palace. So, with the help of this, basically a kid, um, this young boy kind of, not really stows away, but he gets on the ship to help because he wants to be his apprentice, more or less. Gets on the ship, and they have this journey. He starts learning to understand the animals, too, because he has the gift, I guess, or whatever. Uh, The villain in the movie is played by Michael Sheen who eats up the screen. I mean, he's just eating it up, you know. Yeah. 
trying to be as not like over the top, over the top, but you could tell he's having fun being the villain, right? In this, uh, so he's trying to essentially stop Doolittle from finding this tree and bringing him back this magic fruit because him and uh, Lord uh, Thomas uh, Badgley, played by Jim Broadbent, are trying to basically. If the queen, the queen, if the queen dies, they can take over, you know, uh, parliament and all this other stuff. Right. Help, you know, kind of take over running the government. And the, one of the reasons why Doodle does it is because the animal sanctuary area that all his him and his animals live at in this house is protected by the, you know, by decree of the queen. Okay. So if she dies, then. You know, they'll tear all that down, then the animals will have no place to go, and they'll be hunted. Okay. So, that's kind of his motivating factor. Um, so, there's a ton of people playing voices. You got Emma Thompson, Rami Malek, John Cena, Camille Nanjiani, Octavia Spencer, Tom Holland, because, you know, apparently RDJ and... And Tom Holland are attached to the hip now. Yeah. You know, it's just a voice. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Craig Robinson, Ray Fiennes, Selena Gomez, Marion uh, Cotillard, or as I say, Mary, as I've heard her refer to, Mary Frenchie French. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Doug Benson, for that one. Um, Francis Delator, Jason Manzoukas, uh, and then just a host of other people just providing voices left and right. So, of course, you spend half the time trying to figure out each voice because right. how it usually is in these kind of movies. At least for the parents. Sure. <laughs> it's the game they get to play. Right. How do we make this fun? Yeah. <laughs> so, the CGI is not bad. It's decent. The story's light because it doesn't need to be anything more because it's a kid's movie. True. It's not trying to be complicated. It's doesn't have any central moral to the story. Mm. It's just an adventure and uh, and everything. And uh, I guess trusting your friends would probably be your overlying theme, I guess, you know, with animals. Right. And, you know, working together to achieve a common goal, I guess, is probably the closest theme you can kind of get to. Yeah. Um, there's some decent humor. There's good. There's kids' humor in it. Yeah. Apparently, this movie had a bunch of rewrites and reshoots because it wasn't funny enough. It had a hundred seventy-five million dollar budget yeah, for a movie that came out in February. <laughs> Domestically, it's made seventy-one million, which I'm kind of surprised. And worldwide, one hundred eighty-two point three million. Like, it's made it back. Cool. Yeah. Um, It's a good... uh, It's a runtime of an hour and 41 minutes, which is great for a kid's movie. Yeah. Um, Because as someone who is not used to directing kids' films, it's good that he kind of kept that in mind. If not him, at least the studio did. (laughs) You know, keep it short, because kids are going to sit through an almost two-hour movie or longer. Um. But, so, what cracks me up is, I, I, I shit you not, this is part of the trivia, is that, uh, which, it says here, Nicolas Cage turned down playing the role of King Rasuli, 
He was played by uh, Antonio Banderas in this. Mm. He was actually pretty... I liked his character in this. I call bullshit. I've never known Nicolas Cage to turn down a role at all. Right. He does everything. 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 <laughs> so either they didn't offer it to him or he was in the middle of shooting something else and couldn't. couldn't. Like he wanted to. But yeah. I, I believe the second part. Yeah, me too. Because I saw that I go. I call bullshit on yeah. this one. Yeah. I've seen his filmography. <laughs> like I see the stuff at Redbox that goes straight there yeah. or straight to video. He ain't turning down anything. Mm-mm. He's not turning down a free lunch. What are you talking about? Wherever you're getting paid, come on, bring it. So the biggest, and I know this is going to sound silly because it's a kid's movie, so I really shouldn't have any issues with it because for parents it's not going to, you could find a thousand things wrong. Right. But it's a kid's movie. It's not meant for you. It's meant for the kids. So, but the one thing I kept bugging me, like I could figure out the voices and who, you know, who played each voice. Yes. Time from a couple. What I couldn't figure out was what kind of accent he was trying to pull off. It wasn't English. Come on, RDJ. Yeah. (laughs) It wasn't English, which would make sense because he's, I mean, they're they're in England. Um, So I'm like, well, is it Irish maybe? Because he said a couple of things that sounded Irish. Yeah. I'm like, well, well, maybe it's Scottish. I don't know. What's he doing? (laughs) Like, what on earth? Like, even when he played Sherlock Holmes, he didn't really try for a British accent. Right. He you know, made, he changed it up, but he didn't really... Yeah, this one, he... He was a little more consistent there than here. <laughs> yeah. So, it says here, Robert Downey Jr. based his character on Dr. William Price, an eccentric Welshman who also believed he could talk to animals. Uh, Dr. Price is now a revered historical figure in Wales. There's even a statue of him in his hometown... Of Lantricent. Lantricent? Two L's. Lantricent. Okay. We'll go with that one. Yeah. So at least I got the right continent. Right. <laughs> just, he, I was just like, oof. That that accent was rough, but now that I read that, it makes a little more sense. Okay. Um, yeah, it's, uh, Grayson enjoyed it. She, she didn't keep asking me when is it going to be over. She asked once, but the movie was like not even five minutes away from being over. Right. So it held her attention. She laughed a lot. She was just excited, you know, more than just being excited about being the film or at the movies. Um, but she was excited about seeing that. And she enjoyed it. So, um, and she enjoyed talking to her mom about it once we got home. So that's a sign of how I know she enjoys the movie. Talking about it. Uh, yeah, instead of just saying good, you know, yeah. her answer to most things. Um, what I take from this is if you're going to see this and you're not a kid, just keep in mind that it's a kid movie. Yeah. And I, if you're just you're probably not going to like it. Yeah. <laughs> just, I don't really see why you would want to be seeing it. Yeah. I mean, because it, it doesn't look appealing to me yeah. at, from an adult aspect. From a kid aspect, yeah. Freaking talking to animals. Hell yeah. yeah. All over it. Um, So that's the one thing. So I've got... No, go ahead. So after seeing this, should Robert Downey Jr. go back to playing Iron Man? <laughs> <laughs> he should go... He should try doing dramas again, see how it works out. Yeah, because I like the movie The Judge he's in. Yeah, that's the last, and that's, uh, according to this, this is the last movie. This was the first movie since The Judge that oh. he's played something other than Iron Man. Wow. He's only played, <laughs> played Iron Man since The Judge. I like The Judge. So, yeah. yeah. I like Less Than Zero. Pickup Artist. That was a kind of cute. Pickup Artist would have been a good rom-com. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, well. Oh, uh, the 80s. <laughs> 
back when he was hooked on the drugs. Yeah. That's all right. We like the new one now. Um, so uh, immediately, pretty much after we recorded last week, I went to the movies and saw The Gentleman because ah. it was playing at 12-something, and I was going to have enough time to go see that before picking York up to go to his martial arts class. So, uh, so I went and saw The Gentleman. I enjoyed it. There were... I liked it, but <laughs> yep. there's some scenes that where uh, Hugh Grant's talking, and it just goes on and on yeah. and on. Like, there's no, there's no cutaway. There's no cut scenes. I mean, it's not like it's a one take, but it's just, him. it's just a very long scene yeah. of just him and Charlie Hunnam just sitting there, just yeah, nodding, yeah. All right, you know, how you want your steak cooked, you know. Just, yeah. There's a lot of those, and I felt that the scenes could have been shorter or presented differently okay. or had voiceover maybe where he's talking, but you're seeing the action happen. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's something else going on with it other than you just staring and watching him, you know, run. And, yeah. So there's a few scenes like that that I – I had issues with. Yeah. I thought the movie as a whole was interesting. It was definitely different. It is kind of it's kind of like his old movies, but not. Okay. It's not as fast paced, um, which is fine. Um, and by fast paced, I mean just quick cuts. I don't think is it's as funny as his older ones. It still had good comedy in it. Mm. It just wasn't as funny. Anyways. But it was good, and I did like Hugh Grant playing something different. Right. Playing a sleazebag uh, tabloid journalist yeah. who's trying to get, you know, trying to get money so he can not have to do that anymore. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but I don't know. Um, it was okay. I mean, it's it's good. Um, do I? I don't think you necessarily need to see it in the theater. Um, it's it'd be a an excellent red box movie or yeah. a plane movie, especially on the plane. If you have to do any sort of flying for a long period. Um, I didn't think it was too long. I just thought the scenes were too long. I think yeah. the movie as a whole was perfect. was a perfect length. I thought the acting was great. I mean, all star cast. So yeah, right. I was, I love watching Colin Farrell. I keep, every time I see him on, on screen, I go, God, I really like, you know, I really miss seeing him in more movies. Yeah. I still think In Bruges is one of his best. And I freaking love that movie. Okay. If you haven't seen it, you... I have it. <laughs> oh, my God. I think we have it. I, in fact, if we have it, I'll give it to you because you have, you have to find... You have to watch that. That's a funny fucking movie right there. Him, Brendan Gleeson, and Ray Fiennes is such a dark comedy. It's, But it's so good. Okay. It's so good. Um, yeah, freaking love it. And... Uh, Trying to think what else, but yeah, I just I love Colin Farrell, so I I miss, I miss seeing him in things. I don't need to see him in Fantastic Beasts and movies like that. I need to see him more in other things. Yeah, in Dumbo too. I didn't really need to see him in Dumbo, but I but I like I like watching him though. So, um, but yeah, it's 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 good. Um, uh, not quite 
Kyrie back to form. Not but quite. it's so much better. But it's it's leaps and bounds better in the Wadden. So, <laughs> right. It's not his. It's not his best. It's not his worst. Okay. It's right in the middle. It's still good. It's like Captain Marvel. It's not the best Marvel movie. It's sure as hell ain't the worst. But it fits, it's, fits right in the middle. Yeah. It's good. It's fun to watch. Okay. That's how I best can put that. The and the guy wrench in the guy richie pantheon that's how i would put that um let's see uh oh and then of course dr sleep finally watched all the way through all right um yeah every time so i made it 38 minutes in before i fell asleep or started falling asleep and then and then i uh i made 38 minutes in nfl so i tried watching it that morning I made it 10 minutes in before Grayson came downstairs. And, but yeah, Grayson came down and I'm just like, I probably need to, uh, probably need to turn this off because it was right when they took the kid. Because the movie, uh, for those that don't remember, basically these group of people are taking people to have the shining and basically taking their essence I guess is a good way to put it um, yeah. and killing them so they can stay alive kind of like a vampire type thing right so that's how they stay alive is by taking the essence of others with the shining to help them live longer and stay looking young and stay looking young and so they take these kids they have it and then they do that so Grace comes downstairs and they take this there's a scene where they take this kid from baseball you know load him into a van yeah. <laughs> she's coming downstairs. I'm like, and she's popping right now. I'm like, all right, well, you know, maybe she'll just put her, you know, put the iPad on and watch her god awful Ryan's toy review videos. Lord help us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. She pops down in the seat right next to me and is watching the TV. I go, seriously, this is where we're going to start watching TV? Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's <laughs> like, definitely shit. not. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go ahead and turn this off because yeah. uh, you're going to get scared and this whole movie's about. Essentially kidnapping kids and having them die. So, <laughs> yeah, because usually some movies I can just leave on and they don't pay attention. They go and, you know, York will go do his thing. Grayson usually is, even if she's not watching something, she'll have music on yeah. and she'll be dancing. She's not paying attention right. to what's on TV. So I could totally just keep it on. Nope. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like, all right, I guess I'm not watching this. And then she... Uh, Oh, she's like, Daddy, can we watch a movie that we've seen in the theater on the big TV? And I go, I guess it depends on what it is, what. Right. Um, what do we end up watching? Oh, Beauty and the Beast. Uh, the live action Beauty and the Beast okay. with Emma Thompson. Okay. She used to watch it all the time. Yeah. All the time. <laughs> we actually watched it all the way through. This is the first time. I was telling Ruth, I go, I think this is the first time I've seen that movie all the way through. In its entirety, I think I've only done that twice, maybe. This might have been the third time. Yeah. All the way through. Because we'll make it 30 minutes in, and then she runs off to something else. We made it all the way through. I'm like, oh. all right. Yeah, still don't like it. Yeah, still not. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's compared to some of the other live actions, it's exponentially better. Right. I mean, I'll watch that one over most of the other Disney live actions. Yeah. Except Jungle Book. Jungle Book's still the best one they've done. Yes. And, yeah, hands down, the best one they've done. Um, I'm just glad she didn't want to watch the Descendants movies again. 
Because that's what she's been on, just Descendants 1, 2, and 3, just over and over and over again. That also Disney? It's Disney. Okay. And it's so terrible. They are so, so bad. Okay. If there's ever a kid's movie to be a kid's movie, this is the Descendants movies. Okay. It's a lot of singing. It's uh, a lot of overly produced singing. Hmm. I mean, they're movie musicals. They're, they follow the uh, kids of Disney villains. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, Cruella de Vil, son Carlos, who's the actor that passed away, committed suicide. And then he was on, uh, used to be on Jesse, TV okay. show Jesse. Um, and then there's Jafar's son, I already forgot his name. And then uh, Mal, which is Maleficent's daughter. And then Eve, Eve or Evie. One of the two. That's uh, the evil queen's okay. daughter. So it's those four. And then they get tickets to go over. Because they're on a banished to an island. But they get the... King is played by... Is supposed to be the beast. And then Belle is the mom. And then... Who's actually played by... The actress that played one of the fairy... Go- or played one of the... One of the fairies from Sleeping Beauty. Mm-hmm. On the show Once Upon a Time. So, that's really weird to watch the show. Anyways, their son, uh, Prince Ben, uh, you know, it says he wants to start bringing some people from the island over to go to the school there. Mm -hmm. So, the four of them end up coming over. And then, yeah, it's a thing. And then the second movie, uh, Una, who's the daughter of Ursula, gets introduced as kind of a villain, kind yeah. of. And, um, yeah. There's just, uh, and then Captain Hook's son, who just carries a hook. Like, it's so novelty. It's like, he doesn't have a hook for a hand, but he just, he just, he just kind of carries one around. So, wow. yeah, it's, it's something. My daughter loves it, and a lot of tween girls... Enjoy it, so, you know, good for them. The Definitely not for parents. Right. <laughs> it is a bit much. <laughs> Especially on repeat. <laughs> Anyways, back to Dr. Sleep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the... Uh, sorry, still having PTSD from Descendants. Um, so, finally got to watch it while I was waiting. Took my laptop and my portable DVD player. And while we were... While I was at the dance competition waiting on Grayson to to go on. I'd say stayed out in the hallway and finished watching the movie with my headphones on. Mm-hmm. And uh, finally got around to watching. It's not bad. I mean, not really. I don't know what I was expecting from it. Right. I like how they tried to incorporate the origi- the the Shining into it. I just don't know. I, I mean, it's it's a decent movie. It's not a bad movie by right. any means. But it's not... I don't know, because The Shining is so like meticulous in every single part aspect of that movie. True. Between the script, between every single shot, because Stanley Kubrick is... he He's a perfectionist, to say the least. Mm-hmm. I mean, the number of shots, or number of takes they would do just per shot is astronomical so everything's done with intention 
Right. So it's when you have and when you have a movie like that that's such a masterpiece. Even if Stephen King absolutely hated the movie, that version of it, I think he ended up liking the Stephen. Uh, what's his name? The guy from Wings. Stephen. It'll hit me. Anyways, he did a TV movie version of it that Stephen King, I think, helped. I don't think he directed it, but he helped. He was he he helped produce, so he had his hands on it. So I think that's more accurate to what he wanted a movie version to look like. But he hated the Kubrick version. Right. Um. But nonetheless, movie version is pretty. It's a pretty immaculate piece of filmmaking. Yeah. So when you go from that to this. I mean, the bar set pretty high. Right. Like, no pressure at all. <laughs> right. But at the same time, most people's expectations need to be pretty low. Yeah. So, it's entertaining. Having not read the book, I don't know right. um, how well it's adapted uh, from it. It's a, it's entertaining. It's I think it would, would have worked better as just a standalone and not a sequel. That makes sense. Like, no connection to it? It's... Yeah. Just its own story. Yeah. With zero connection to either the Torrances or the Outlook. Just its own thing. It, I think it would have worked better okay. in its favor. I think it would have only worked in its favor. Okay. Because, and and maybe, um, maybe there's people that when they watch this, they'll be like, no, it was good. I really enjoyed it. Cool. Because they're they probably are either they're probably haven't seen The Shining in a long time, or are they probably like yeah, it's a fun movie, you know, it's a good movie too, but it's not like they're not like me, and they're like you know realizing the amount of work and what kind of groundbreaking you know, stuff was done in the making of that one. So, and you know, I try and go in with watching most movies cautiously optimistic, right, and try not to. Set too high standards, you know, if any. But yeah. when when it's a sequel, you kind of, I mean, there's already a set of standards that are already set for you. There's already, be, there's already a bar set because you've already set it with making the original True. of any movie, really. So you either can, you, you either underperform, uh, match expectations, or at least, you know, yeah. um, or exceed it. I mean, there's only three, ways to go and most people want to I mean the goal is to at least try and do better but it's a sequel and it's always kind of hard to do because you're still got the previous one that you're trying to outdo more or less and you're trying to figure out how to outdo it so um but I think it was I mean I enjoyed it though I mean it's it's just different and not really sure what I was expecting or wanting to get out of it but was a little unsure um Would be curious um, if anybody else has seen it, what their thoughts are. A good place to let us know is on our Facebook group. Sure. Look at that callback. Because yes. <laughs> yes. um, I would definitely like to hear from other people and what they thought of the movie. Um, but yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's decent. Yeah, okay. it's decent. I'll say it's a decent movie. Okay. Definitely a red box. I'm glad I red boxed it and used my coupon code. So <laughs> I only paid sixty cents for the first night, at least. Oh, <laughs> at least for the first night. Um. So yeah, so that's what I got. Um. Let's see, trailers. Uh, Wes Anderson's new film, The French Dispatch. The trailer for that dropped. It looks so Wes Anderson. 
and its style. I mean, just watching the trailer, I just grin because I'm like, this is like, oh, his, this looks like the Grand Budapest Hotel, Royal Tannenbaums, all those wrapped up in the one. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to it. So, and yeah, it looks, I mean, it looks very Wes Anderson-y. And it's not stop motion, so I, I'm going to like that even more. <laughs> um, the next one's The Hunt, which is the one. Finally coming out. Yeah. <laughs> Which reminds me, did you ever see, what was it, Hunted or Hunter? It's the one with Ice-T, like way back, like late 90s. I kind of re- vaguely remember it. I don't, I, it's he smoked so a lot, long. and I think he was, was he homeless? I can't quite remember. It's very vague. Um, maybe it was like The Hunted, but yeah, it was like basically rich people. Um, I remember seeing the trailer. Like I think after watching the trailer for this one, one of the comments yeah, was like, oh, this kind of reminds me of this. So I watched that trailer. I'm like, yeah, it's pretty similar. But that's, I mean, that's kind of what this seems like it is. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's been delayed. So I wonder if they, if this is the actual movie that was going to release when it was originally going to release, or did they go back and change some stuff? That's what I'm I'm sure about. they probably did. They're probably like, yeah, maybe this one's so good. Yeah, Hold on. I'm pulling up. I Keep talking because I'm pulling like up. The, the trailer, you know, they have um, like Hillary Swank talking about, oh, you actually think that we were doing this for fun? You know, like I don't remember that being in the original. Trailer. Right. Like they were pretty much showing these people out in the woods fighting for the life, and you know, so I don't know. I'm, that's what I'm. I'm hoping we're getting the movie that they intended to release originally, and then go back and change it just because they were scared of what it would do, based on what was going on at that time. Surviving the game. That's what it's called. Yeah. Surviving the game. That's the name of it. From 1994. Ooh. Yeah, I knew I was like pulling it out from somewhere. I'm like, oh, I know it's. I was like, damn it. I was like, man, I remember this. Where the hell? It's like I remember seeing this one. It's like, what the hell's the name of it? Uh, Just getting into high school. Rutger Hour, <laughs> actually. Rutger Hour, um, Ice T, Charles S. Dutton, Gary Busey, F. Murray Abraham, John C. McGinley, William McNamara, Probably Bob Miner. Before seeing this, <laughs> Just a... yeah. I mean, I'm sure it'd be easy to find. But... Yeah. Oh yeah. But yeah, I remember that. The thrill is the kill. There you go. So, let's see. Hold on. Yeah, homeless man is hired as a survival guide for a group of wealthy businessmen on a hunting trip in the mountains, unaware that they are killers who hunt humans for sport and that he is their, <coughs> excuse me, he is their new prey. Wow. So, you know, hold on and hold <laughs> We're going to see how similar the plots are. And 2020. Here we go. Twelve strangers wake up in a clearing. They don't know where they are or how they got there. They don't know they've been chosen for a very specific purpose. The hunt. Well, sounds a lot. Sounds like 12 people instead of just one. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds um, like Hunger Games with adults. <laughs> right, exactly. And then, uh, let's see here. And the last one's Resistance. Um, this is a period piece for when I remember. With uh, Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah. Story of a group of Jewish Boy Scouts who worked with the French Resistance to save the lives of 10,000 orphans during World War II. So... And it's got Jesse Eisenberg, Ed Harris, Edgar Ramirez, Clemence Pousset, 
Pose. Mathis or Matthias Schweigen Schweighoffer. Wow. Very German. I saying that fast. <laughs> shoot, I could barely say it once. Um, so yeah, that's where we're at. So um, after we get done recording today, York and I will because it's President's Day, uh, and so he's out of school. We, him and I, are going to go see Sonic. So I'll have that to talk about next week. So should be interesting. Hopefully, a couple more ones I want to see. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so. I, I might see that tonight just to. Cause I still want to see Jim Carrey. This yeah. seems like it's nineties Jim Carrey, and see how well he's able to channel that. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, let's see here. This week we have Brahms, The Boy Two, which I've got zero interest, but you know, yeah, again, that's one I talk about. Creepy then. doll one, you know. <laughs> I didn't see the first one, so I might need to do that first. Yeah, I didn't see this. I have a feeling you'll be okay. <laughs> Probably, because it seemed like it's, it's the same yeah. premise. That's uh, the trailer for both. Yeah. Let's see, The Call of the Wild, so Harrison Ford and a dog instead of Harrison Ford and a Wookiee. Um, Similar. Yeah. Same difference. Yeah, yeah. One walks on two legs, the other one on four. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you which one. <laughs> <laughs> um, then the newest remake of Emma comes out, um, a movie called Greed, which I haven't I don't remember seeing the trailer. And then for me... And definitely for, and as well as my wife, the Impractical Jokers, the movie comes out. So we're definitely going to try and make it out. Um, we had to see it first before I could decide whether or not York can see it or not. Because I think he would like it. Um, and then the Night Quirk also comes out. And then the following sun, and then Sunday, Grayson has a dance competition in Chattanooga. So it's a one-day trip for us. Yeah. So we again will be recording on Monday. <laughs> so that's fine. Yep. And I guess that's it, man. Anything else? Um, no. I think uh, this movie that came out this past weekend, the photograph. Yeah, I may try to see that. Okay. And then um, that's that's pretty much it. That Sonic, that, and then probably Brahms. Yeah. Boy too. Okay. Yeah, that's about it. Okay. Cool. All right, well, for myself, Jeff Hall, and for Patrick Terry, y'all have a good one.